So I'm going to just read, in audiobook style, my blog post that I did on 50 things I've done in 2020 because I turned 50 in 2020. And that's definitely a big deal because that's half a century. And I just wanted to kind of go over to myself just how far I've come and what I've accomplished and gives me some insight into what I want to do going forward. So here are 50 things I've done in 2020 because I turned 50 this year. Well, it's been a half a century and it seems like it's flown by. 2020 was such an unprecedented year, a blur really, with some pretty awful events, but also some great things too. Here is my list of 50 things I've done in 2020. Thanks to my calendar, social media, and my email for helping me remember, because seriously, I'm 50. Number one, I accomplished my three top goals for 2020, collaboration, communication, and to give value. And I had a lot of fun doing it. Number two, I officially started back at one of my original gyms teaching aquafit and indoor cycling. I was an original employee at this gym when it opened in the late 90s, and it was really great to be welcomed back so warmly. Three, I updated and upped my social media game and created a Twitter account. I'm still learning how to make the most use of it, but it's entertaining to say the least. Number four, I was a major hype girl for my baby sister and her Netflix show, Astronomy Club, the sketch show. So funny, so proud of her. Only went for one season, but a lot of shows were shopped and she at least got that opportunity and I'm super proud of her. I also had her on my podcast because I'm so proud of her. But anyway, that's my sister, number four. <laughs> number five, as part of my goal of collaboration, I renewed my WIFA membership for a second year. So WIFA is the Women in Fitness Association, and I love this organization and being in on it like early on. So I have been, it'll be in, going into my third year, and it's only been around for a year before that. So getting in early, super excited because this organization is great for the fitness industry and for women in the fitness industry in any capacity, whether it's a side hustle, your main gig, whatever. Anyway, love it. Love that I collaborate with them and just look for the lots in the future with them because yeah, they're going to be awesome. Number six, I also worked on promoting at-home workouts using the Beachbody On Demand uh, app. I created a Facebook group and I reviewed workouts monthly off the app. And I was a Beachbody coach. I had to step back from that uh, just because of time constraints and not being able to fully run challenge groups to the capacity that I would have liked to. Um, I still use the app. I still encourage people to use it. It's a great app. It has lots of programs on there. If you want, you can purchase ahead of uh, time and get access, early access to things. Um, but eventually it all comes to everybody later on. So it's not super necessary, but I definitely find that it's been awesome. And I'm still going to post in that group but it won't just be Beachbody On Demand. I might update the uh, the About section so that it reflects just even my own personal workouts that I've been posting for people, but that's coming later. 
Okay, number seven. I worked with several businesses and organizations on providing online classes to their communities. So there you go. That just kind of ties into number six. A couple of the gyms that I work for, um, dance studio that I work for, um, they had to shift and pivot their offerings from in person to online when there were shutdowns. And so I was able to kind of help with what would be a good way to go about that, having, you know, the experience of participating in webinars and seminars and that sort of thing on shifting and pivoting uh, to uh, online and vi- virtual and digital uh, offerings. So that was really awesome to be able to do that. Number eight, I became proficient in Zoom. And I say proficient, not a Zoom expert by any means. And Zoom actually had to learn along with the rest of us because as most people know, Zoom was meant for meetings and people standing or sitting very still and not people trying to teach fitness classes and and stream to others. So uh, there definitely was a lot of growing pains and bumps along the road, but things are going good. Zoom's got its game up there. And uh, yeah, so I'm getting more proficient in that. I learned to use uh, Zen Studio. So that is Zumba's version of a Zoom platform, uh, being able to transfer uh, trans- transmit, it's not really what I want to use, being able to stream your classes live from Zoom Studio or put your Zoom classes through uh, recorded, pre-recorded you could do on Zoom Studio. So learning about that and lots of information and being part of forums online about how to set up your streaming and digital classes for the best um, results and experience for your participants. So I did a lot of that. I got to to use Microsoft Teams and Google Classroom as well to offer uh, and look into classes at the dance studio. We use the Google Classrooms uh, because parents can't come in and sit and watch as much anymore. So we use Google Classroom and then Microsoft Teams. I actually taught uh, some classes for my friends that are high school teachers and that's what they use so I learned that so it's not bad for someone of not the tech generation and 50 years old um yeah and I enjoy learning about it so and because I can apply it because it's something that I do I'm going to be doing classes and I want to set send them out so I need to learn platforms right whereas if you sat me down in the tech class in school for some reason and wanted me to just learn about it it would have just gone right over my head (laughs) All right, number nine, I built my own personal offering of uh, online classes and created a library on my YouTube channel, which has been pretty much sitting dormant for years. I had a couple of little snippets of exercises on there and the odd time I would use it to um, for other purposes. So for once, one time I had to um, submit a YouTube link of myself teaching some Zumba in order to audition for teaching abroad. So that was one time I used it years and years and years ago. Another time I used it um, was I choreographed some dances for a mother of the bride. Um, She was one of my group fitness participants and she just came up and asked if I would make up a dance to a specific song and so I put it on there so that they could learn it but honestly that's all I was doing and now I have hmm, I think about I might have 30 to 40 classes on there now of Pilates, bar fitness, 
Um, I just started loading up some TRX just in case people have that equipment at home. And uh, yeah, I just recorded what I did online for Facebook when we first shut down. So Cardio Jam was my version of uh, Zumba inspired music, uh, dancing, and then I did cardio kick. So that's kickboxing and cardio core. So I just built up this library and it's really great now because I can direct people to it if they, if they're interested. And it also gained me some exposure, which I will talk about later. Okay. So number 10, I set up a home fitness and workspace and I actually have used it. That's huge. Um, I've had equipment for years, And I use my equipment to practice and prepare for my gym classes. But this time with the shutdown, I was able to add personal workouts to the mix. And it helped huge because when we returned to the gym after the first shutdown, I wasn't a decimated, broken mess. (laughs) Like I had been working out. I had been practicing with my TRX. And sure enough, those are the types of classes that were brought back to the gyms because they required um, a little less equipment as well as... They could space people out so they could set up the TRXs with the appropriate amount of uh, social distancing space and it was regulated. So one of the things that came back right away were TRX type classes and luckily I'd been working out with my TRX at home. So it was pretty awesome. So I'm glad I was able to get that in because there would not have been a good scene. (laughs) All right, number 11, I ramped up my podcast as I'm speaking to you now, uh, with an episode a month. So when we first shut down episode a month, I was contacting um, fitness professionals, friends that are fitness professionals, etc. I was setting things up. I had one probably a month and I hit like my end of my first season, about 50 episodes in my first season and started working into the next season. And then when we reopened, of course I was happy, but then that all slowed down for everybody because People were going back to work and going back to teaching, et cetera. So, and now we're in a second shutdown and yeah, I'm trying to pop it back up again and put it in my schedule. Again, I want to get to do at least two episodes a month. So bi-weekly is my goal. Any more would be great. Um, I have a list of content ideas, lists of people that I want to interview already, but I'm always online and I'm making connections and I'm talking to people and making, like I said, connections and networking that those people may become interviewees at some point too. So uh, yeah, podcast going well, enjoying it. Uh, Number 12, I enhanced my music library through personal subscriptions. So when you belong to a gym or some sort of organization, a lot of times they will, um, and they should, and they didn't used to, but they do now, <laughs> provide you with a lot of the resources that you use. So back in the day, I bought my own cassette tapes. I paid the DJ to make me mixes, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of thing. And now um, a lot of organizations will pay for releases if you are part of a pre-choreographed program. Um, they will pay for music, etc. So I used to get my Yes Fitness Music um, subscription through the gym. Not happening anymore. Uh, so I went and definitely felt it was worth investing in um, for my own brand. And then I also picked up Spotify and just did research on different um, music offering platforms, what they cost, what the quality of it was. And because luckily I'm someone at the age of 50 who's heard 
every and all types of music. I love all types of music. Teaching Zumba has helped me love international music. It doesn't have to be the pop music. And I can bring out that I love the music, even if people don't recognize it. And they end up liking the music too. So I, I talk to a lot of instructors where they struggle because they you can't play the popular music on streaming online because you have to pay for licensing and all of that. So they don't like any music that's not popular. But if you like the music, if you like music itself, then it comes across when you're teaching. And then people are like, oh, what was that song you played? And then you give them some random name and they're just like, oh, like they were... They're just so happy. It's just a general thing that they don't have to necessarily go and spend a lot of money for a pop artist's um, dreaming album. They kind of are like, yay, that's great. Like, that's cool. I never heard that before, but I really liked it. Um, Yeah, so kind of branched out with my music and uh, got a Spotify uh, account, which I thought was really great. And it was great because you could share the playlist with people and I could see other people's playlists. So that was pretty awesome. And having said all that before about not instructors not wanting to use not popular music, I took some webinars on music licensing and copyright compliance, and it doesn't sound exciting, but when I was in the administrative side of fitness, I definitely had to be involved in that, so it was a good refresher for me. And if I want to get into uh, the, my business a little bit more, I know what I'm getting into, so... All right, number 13. I participated in several classes, some webinars, continuing education courses, and even international conferences. Um, many were free, some were at discounted costs, uh, all were virtual, and pretty much all were priceless because you have to continuously educate yourself and you need to make sure that you're still connecting with people. And although it wasn't ideal not being able to be in the same building, um, your pros and cons, you can weigh them out, not having to spend a ton of money on travel, accommodations, food, etc. But then be not being able to be with people. So, you know, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for sure. But definitely, I did a lot more than I would have been able to do if there wasn't a lockdown and we weren't forced quote unquote, to do things virtually. So I definitely did a lot and took people's classes. Like I never got to take people's classes. And I took a lot of my friends' classes virtually from across the country. And that was awesome. Okay, 14. In April of 2020, big one, uh, I published my book. So it's a first book. I do really want to write more and just when I say write, it's not uh, fiction. I mean, just straight. I just want to share, educate, help like what I do now, but in a book form. So this, I'm going to say this is my first book because I intend, the goal is to write more. And Anyway, having said that, I love writing. Reading off of my blog right now as we speak, it definitely was a life-changing moment for me. And I worked through the whole winter to publish it in April, and it's been really awesome. Uh, the other thing I did, number 15, was I was a test trial instructor for a company called Fitstream Live. It's a Mis- Michigan-based multimedia company, and they were offering online fitness classes that a live DJ would spin for you. 
and it was through Zoom, and we had some difficulty, but that was the whole point of me being a test and a trial, um, being in London, Ontario, and then there in Michigan, and just where I set up, and is my internet strong, things like that. Anyway, it was just, we wanted to see how it would work, and it was a really great company, and they broadcast to like all around the world. So you would have to pay a membership to be able to do it. They would take some of the fee that you would get, some of the fee you would get from um, people paying for your class. And yeah, something I might consider in the future. But uh, it was definitely an awesome experience to work with them. They were asking me lots of questions. They sought me out on Instagram and uh, I did a lot of um, pre-set up with them and they asked me questions about what instructors like and do and so that was really awesome. Uh, number 16, in May I created a TikTok account. So originally this was for entertainment um, and I actually really liked the editing features that they had and really fun filters and things you could do in there and I originally wanted to get use it for my doTERRA wellness um, business. So just to make fun videos for it. Um, and it ended up like being huge for promoting my entire brand, which my doTERRA is part of. And it's kept me creative. And the engagement on there is definitely more than what I get through traditional social media. So Instagram and Facebook, um, you have like straight up conversations there. Um, you go live there and it's similar looks similar to the other platforms but it's just it's different and uh there's some inspiration to to get a little bit further and get followers there um before you can go live which I kind of like and yeah just it's been really fun and I've had a great time with it again I joined it at 49 so it was kind of a joke um not 49 excuse me yeah 49 um so because I didn't turn 50 until November. Huh, there we go. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, what did I just say? Yeah, so I joined it at 49, which again, hilarious. And uh, the app's been around for a while. But yeah, I just discovered it and love it. Uh, number 17, I observed uh, hashtag Blackout Tuesday. And I started to share my own stories of racism online. Uh, that's a big one for me. Because a lot of people see me and they don't think that I... Um, they don't think that I have... an you know, struggles, I guess. Not so much. Um, just because they don't see it because everyone is equal when it comes to who I surround myself with and they see me the same way. So I think it was really eye-opening to a lot of people and it's something that I started thinking I should just be doing every so often to make me feel better. So for my mental health too. So um, that's something else I've been doing and looking into diversity and inclusion and equity in workplaces and, and with fitness and yeah. Uh, number 18, I led Zumba for my local university during orientation week. I do it in the mask. That was crazy. And like I mentioned before, I did Zumba for high school classes. Again, kind of crazy, but it happened. Uh, number 19, I became a certified life stretch instructor from the uh, Stretch to Win Institute in Arizona. So normally this course is run in person there, but due to the circumstances, they did it online. It was fantastic. And now I teach uh, life stretch classes for a, um, I want to say massage therapy group, but they do other things. They do massage therapy, they do um, FST, so facial stretch therapy, etc. And uh, the owner 
is a friend of mine who we were personal trainers together and he opened his own business and it's been very successful and he is the only one that had the life stretch um, training and so he actually sent me or paid for me to be able to get this training and uh, and teach classes so right now we're doing it virtually we do it through uh, an, an app that uh, brings zoom through it's pretty awesome they use it to schedule their appointments as well so it's just really cool again just exposure to things that I definitely didn't have a couple of years before uh, number 20, I used the, I used another app. So I was just full of technology in my 50th year, I tell you. So we got a, a free app through for a free year's subscription to an app called Unplug. It's a meditation app. And I got it through uh, retail, my part-time retail job that I do. And um, I was struggling a bit with some of, uh, at the beginning of the year with my role because I went into the job uh, the previous year, uh, just seasonal, just make some extra money. Um, the timing was good. It was very early in the morning before everything and getting a discount at this particular store. Fantastic. Um, so those are my reasons, but being a type A personality and being someone with like a crazy work ethic, I, even though I say, I don't want to have any more responsibility than that. I definitely don't like being stagnant or just um, repetitive work. I, I feel like I need to be learning something, growing. I need some sort of responsibilities. I need something like that. So I was getting frustrated a lot with the people I was working with or just kind of how they were working. They weren't doing anything wrong. I'm just a crazy work ethic kind of person. So if people aren't putting out the same energy I am, I'm kind of like, you're wasting my time. <laughs> so this app was awesome. I would literally listen on my break um, and it would just bring me back down and calm me down. I just wouldn't get upset, but I was upset before. <laughs> so the app is really great. And if you're someone that struggles with meditation or being able to just like shut, shut off for a second, this app was really great. Uh, number 21, I attempted journaling. So I got this great 52-week planner from the store that I work at, and I got one for my best friend, um, fitness friend, and uh, we were going to do it together. And I don't know about her, but I literally didn't crack that book open. <laughs> but I am actually going to do it, and I did it today. I opened up day one and just answered some of the questions and did some doodling, and yeah, it was really, it was good. I'm glad I waited for when I really wanted to do it. I feel like I saw it, and it just seemed like, something to to buy and now that I'm kind of settled uh, into my work and into what I'm doing I feel more at ease about doing journaling as opposed to it being a trendy thing to do and I think I should be doing it and I know the benefits of journaling but I didn't really you know I was writing already I was writing my book I was you know doing my blog I was doing writing already so I think that was the problem and now the writing that I'm doing is more organic and close to me. It's not so much a, it's not so much that I have to write. It's that I feel like I, I want to write. And that's more what I, where I'm at now. Whereas before it was, I had to write, I had to build up, you know, my blog. I needed to have a lot of, you know, posts on there. I needed to get that first book done. And there was weekly assignments and it was like a lot of work. So journaling on top of that not so much um, but now I'm, I'm gonna do it because I feel 
it, it felt good to just do it. It took a couple of minutes and that's it. So if you haven't done journaling, something to try as long as it's what you want to do. <laughs> All right. Number 22, I spent and continue to spend a ton of time with my only grandbaby, Zoe. She is, uh, she turned five in May and she is a hoot. And clearly, I mean, I have experience around girls cause I'm one of three girls. I'm the oldest. I took care of the younger ones. Um, however, I am a mom of boys and yeah, so it's been a while and, uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So, um, I've definitely been doing, that's a big part of turning 50 this year is having her around. Um, all right. Number 23, I became the WIFA ambassador for Canada in July. So remember I talked about WIFA, Women in Fitness Association, fantastic organization. I was already promoting, always uh, liking their posts, copying and promoting them just because that was so great. Um, all the resources, everything that I learned from them and just the constant communication, discounts on courses, like the, it's just great. So they asked me if I would be a an ambassador and like that was huge for me like I I'm not gonna lie I teared up a little <laughs> um definitely it was it's mostly I teared up I will be honest because when I left the gym in the administrative role that I was in it was a big deal and uh I felt I didn't have place to go anymore like right they paid for my music and they did this and they did that and I was just like oh now I'm kind of on my own freelancing out to clubs and I had been really focused on this one club for eight years um we've kind of brought it together for me and I I, I could communicate and contact other amb- ambassadors and I could ask people questions and they had your quarterly meetings where like people spoke on the panel and then they had breakout rooms. So then you learned some of that, talk to people. And then those people, I, you know, I continue communication with, follow them on social media. Asked, a couple of them became, did inter- uh, interviews with me on my podcast, like just amazing. So um, becoming an ambassador, huge part of my 50th year. All right, let's do two more, break this up into two parts. So we'll have two episodes. Um, 24, number 24 on the list. Um, I grew some long distance relationship with some fellow fitness friends. And those relationships turn into friendships that are literally part of my daily life. Like one of my friends, um, she is about, I'm going to say hour and, hour and a bit away. Um, and the last time we actually got together physically was at the Zumba conference for uh, Strong by Zumba, Strong Nation now, um, in my in Florida. So not this summer, but last summer. So that was like the last time we got together. And typically we would get together at the CanFit Pro conference in Toronto, Ontario, and but there was no conference this year, right? So I literally haven't seen physically seen her since last year the year before summer and I talked to her either online through social media um, or texting literally every day we talk she's had me speak to her um, challenge groups because uh, she's a coach and she's a trainer as well an instructor she's had me speak to her groups um, be a, a guest presenter like it's just she's awesome she sent me like the coolest mask that's all glittery because i posted that I'm like all about the masks because I got to wear them. So let's, let's work with it. So I just, 
This has been huge because when it comes to being in fitness, especially women in fitness too, um, we tend to um, protect and we're, we should be uplifting other women. Like another instructor is doing a similar thing to you. You should be like, go girl, go. But we don't. We, we're, we're a little bit uh, intimidated and we're just, we, we, don't, we don't like that. And what if they take some of our people and all that kind of stuff. So it's been really great to be friends with women in fitness like blunt point blank (laughs) yeah that's pretty much it I just I've just and there's a bunch of friends like that that I've just that are far away I've literally not seen them in a year and a half and I still talk to them every day ask their opinions on things it's just yeah it's it's been an interesting year for that for sure Okay, last one in this uh, episode, number 25, uh, I beefed up my Pinterest page with personal content, which is actually a huge deal because my boards on Pinterest tend to be other creators' pins, right? So for years, I just would like find things that I like on there and I would just put them on boards, like cooking boards and fitness boards and all that kind of stuff. And then part of the ton of education that I was getting this year, taking seminars and taking webinars and all that kind of stuff, um, it literally didn't clue, clue in for me, occur to me. That's what I want to say. It didn't occur to me to put my own stuff on there <laughs> because Pinterest is about inspiration, right? So I go on there looking for something. I see someone doing something that I like. I like their picture. I put it on my board. Maybe it's the same concept with my stuff for somebody else, as opposed to them coming, seeing somebody else's pin on my board and taking that person's pin, like made no sense that I wasn't doing it. So I basically put that in and bumped up my, my uh, views. I was up at like 200,000 views at one point in the summertime. I think a lot of people had time on their hands, clearly, when we were shut down. And uh, yeah, then that dropped. It was dropping, dropping, dropping. And now I'm at this nice, consistent 12,000 Uh, monthly views, which I'm happy with because it's staying there. It's not going up and down and up and down. And my followers have bumped up about 5%, which is nice. So yeah, I I, I like Pinterest for that. And it's inspiration. It's nice if I can be inspiring to somebody else too. So all right, that was part one. Uh, Come on back for part two.